0: What's going on guys this is Josh welcome to Trek Explained here we talk about Star Trek and drink please like and subscribe after the video if you enjoy it now without further ado let me trek explain something to you the thaw is the 23rd episode of the second season of Star Trek Voyager and this is a creepy ass episode also often labeled as one of the also often labeled as one of the worst episodes of Voyager it starts out with Eternal Ensign Harry Kim playing the clarinet with Tom Barris sitting nearby reading a book. Ensign Baytart, who is a real tart, apparently, pounds on the wall to get Harry to stop playing. I guess he doesn't like Harry's awful playing. Harry complains about how there are fluid conduits running through the walls, which conduct sound. Ton interrupts, saying the designers built this for combat, not for acoustics. So quit your bitchin'. They talk about alternatives for Harry, including a cargo bay, which has bad acoustics, or transferring Baytart to the night shift, which Harry ruminates about but says, "No, nah, we couldn't do that. Could we? Harry is going to have a quote-unquote practice session with Lieutenant Nicoletti, who Tom has been chasing for six months. Harry knows how to play her oboe, if you get my meaning. Any further conversation is interrupted when Chicota calls all senior officers to the bridge. Voyager approaches a dead-looking planet with biological signatures, and they begin scans. Neelix comments that this used to be a major trading post about 19 years ago. Harry says there was a major solar flare 19 years ago. Well, that sounds about right. After some talk about the planetary catastrophe, Harry picks up a hail and everyone is shocked by that. After the credits, Biorsa calls on a pre-recorded message. He states that they they are in a state of artificial hibernation. It's supposed to end in 15 years. That's four years ago. Harry should have picked up something, even with suppressed metabolic activity. What's the deal, Harry? He begins scanning beneath the surface. He finds three people alive in hibernation, and two more who are dead at the same location. I guess it's worth a look. They transport the hibernation pods to Cargo Bay 1 and set about their investigations. There's nothing wrong with the pods. So why did the two people die? They analyze the computer system and figure out that their brains are active. This is no ordinary hibernation. It's some sort of interactive simulation. Later in a briefing room, Harry explains the situation to the senior officers which somehow always includes Neelix and Kess. Everything with the simulation and computer is working perfectly, so why didn't the people leave the simulation? The doctor chimes in through the monitor and says the two people died of heart attacks and there was prior neural trauma, suggesting extreme fear. Unfortunately, they can't just disconnect them without causing more neural damage. They suggest going into the simulation to figure out what's going on. It's tricky, though. Bellana and Harry occupy the two dead people's pods and and prepare themselves to enter. They awaken in an odd room of blue and gold. There are acrobats and circus performers everywhere. Harry tries to talk to them, saying they're looking for some friends. A gray and white painted clown chimes in that we're all friends here, with a big grin on his face. They try to get some straight answers out of the characters, but they're not making any headway the clown is never named only going by the clown even in the script the clown interrupts things and forces everyone to dance they bring them to a guillotine and an executor chops a wooden branch to exemplify the machine they try to leave but are stopped by the characters harry is handcuffed and brought to the guillotine they are about to execute him when three humanoids enter and stop them from doing it they say that they're aliens and if they kill them They might shut down the whole simulation. The clown orders them to release Harry. The clown basically tells Harry and Bellana that he owns them now. Harry suggests the clown is a virus, but he mocks them about that. The clown says he knows why they are here, to release the humanoids. But if they do that, then all the characters will disappear. A panel opens on the wall, and that is Starfleet's wake-up call. They head there to leave, but the clown threatens to kill one of the other humanoids. Starfleet doesn't understand how, since none of this is real. The clown explains that he scared them to death. Fear can cause someone to die. Back on Voyager, they are trying to figure out why it's taking so long for Harry and B'Elanna to come back. Kess states they have a bunch of stress. Probably why they're refusing to leave. All sorts of medical shit is happening. Harry shuts down the recall command, but explains to the clown that Voyager won't let them stay in there for long. They should let one of them go at least. The clown and some characters huddle and discuss it while Starfleet talks to the humanoids about how this is all happening. They all had fears about survival and the planetary crisis. The computer slowly manifested those fears into the clown, and then the clown created all the other shit. The clown returns and is going to allow Bellana to leave, The simulation while Harry will stay. B'Elanna comes back to the waking world and explains the situation. The clown and characters can only exist with brains to live off of. One person would need to permanently stay in stasis. They can't bring out everyone at the same time, or quickly, without risking permanent brain damage. So, how do they negotiate with fear? Neelix suggests making the clown laugh, but everyone just glares at him. Janeway tasks Balana with seeing if the computer can be reorganized to run without a brain to feed off of, while Janeway ruminates about finding a safer way to communicate with the simulation. Harry is sitting with the humanoids in the simulation. The leader is sad and regrets so many things, but Harry says, we won't have time to regret. The clown chimes in about how Harry's thoughts are about escape. The old humanoids never think about that. So the answer must be to make Harry old. Harry is instantly like 90 and quivering. What a jerk-ass clown. He mocks Harry about how he doesn't like to be taken care of. He doesn't like feeling like the baby on the crew. And then Harry is a baby, complete with a baby Starfleet uniform. The clown picks him up and holds him for a moment before putting him back on the ground and returning him to normal. Harry gets mad and says this is all an illusion. The clown responds with, When your only reality is illusion, then illusion is your reality. But Harry says, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Of course, quoting FDR. The clown says he knows what Harry is really afraid of. When he was nine, he saw horrible things on a planet that was supposed to be evacuated. There was radiation and disfigurations. It was horrible. They put him on a gurney and the clown grabs a scalpel to begin operating on Harry but the doctor interrupts him and says he's not holding it correctly. Wait a minute, who the heck are you? He's Captain Janeway's representative. The negotiation commences. Voyager would provide a simulated brain that would generate all the imagery the clown and characters could wish for. Provided he released the hostages. The clown refuses the deal after talking to Viorsa and says he's disappointed in Janeway. Viorsa suggested a recalibration of the atomic pathways. Back in sickbay, the doctor talks about the clown. He's unstable and unpredictable, just like fear itself. He'll probably take his frustrations out on the hostages eventually. The doctor tells them about Vyors' idea, but Balada doesn't know what he could have been talking about, since those have nothing to do with the neural system. They begin thinking more about it. That might reset the whole system, slowly removing the environment and the characters from the hostages but timing will be critical. There may only be a few minutes to make it work. Back in the simulation, the doctor returns. He says Janeway will give him a cloaking device to shield him from any other interstellar visitors. This intrigues the clown. Meanwhile, Belana analyzes the pathways. There are 40 of them, but she should be able to reset them all in about two minutes. Let's get started. Bellana begins deactivating things while the clown talks to the doctor with Harry. Characters start disappearing without the clown knowing it. The clown catches on finally, and they take Vyorsa away because of his prior suggestion. The characters wheel out the guillotine. In the pod room, a force field shows up to prevent further tampering of the atomic relays. The doctor keeps trying to prevent Vyorsa from going into the guillotine, but slowly he's put into the contraption. Belana is able to start deactivating Pathways again, but not before Viorsa is killed. The Clown says the woman is next. Janeway restores the program. The Clown wins this round. Time to come up with a new plan. The Doctor returns after talking with Janeway. He says Janeway will shut down everything in one minute, and begins a countdown which throws the Clown for a loop. Release all the hostages, and then Janeway will be the brain. He agrees. Janeway gets into a pod, and the others begin to be resuscitated. In the simulation, the characters are all cleaning in preparation for Janeway's arrival. All the characters disappear, and Janeway shows up. The clown releases the others, and Janeway begins talking to the clown. She reveals that she's not really Captain Janeway. She's a holographic mirror of Janeway. Slowly, the clown realizes he's a goner as the people begin waking up. As holographic Janeway and the clown talk, the light slowly fades. The clown is afraid of his upcoming non-existence and says, Drat, as the credits roll. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Explained. If you liked today's Star you, please drop a like and subscribe so you get updates on new ones. See you next time on Explained.